Welcome, welcome, welcome to Happy Hour Power. Happy Hour Power. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. I know it's been it's been a little bit. It's been I too hate that. long. But um, life happens, but it also moves forward. Yes, and we're moving forward with it. Yes. What has life been doing for you lately, Scout? Oh man, yeah. It's always good to start off uh, each episode with something interesting or funny that happened this week. So I'm trying to think. The only That's thing it. I can think is, oh no, you go first because I need to think. You go. Oh, I was going to say, I'll, I'll just tell you, I'm excited today because mm. not only am I done with this semester of classes and crap, but also I'm going to get Lego Star Wars today. I think it's happening. It's really Oh, happening. dude. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I think I'll have to get it soon too, man. I can't believe it's online. Like that is going to be so fun. Yes. I'm going to get it on that switch. It. It's going to be my good, like play anywhere kind of game. Oh yeah. Oh, Star Wars Lego, man. What a, what a time, what a time to be alive. T- <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking. That. <laughs> well, I just, um, my last day of my job I've been at for three years. Uh, I, I had my last day Thursday. It was a really weird feeling like walking out and like, just saying goodbye to everybody all these people i've known for like three years like i'll probably never see you again so bye isn't that strange it's a strange feeling it felt good though um friday you know we had this party at our house for our youth group and that was cool and then here we are boom baby doing podcast it's saturday it is saturday yeah i love saturdays me too better than friday everyone loves friday but saturday's where it's at it really is. It's the best day of the week. Well, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. This is a really hefty, tall order of a subject we're going to be talking about today. I'm excited. Yeah. We had to get the hefty brand bags for all the fudge and knowledge. That we all got. the fudge. <laughs> <laughs> see that catch? I was like, whoa. Trying to keep it clean. <laughs> for the kids. Keep it for the kids. You know, every episode I've noticed, like halfway in, when we've like started drinking our drinks, we just slip up a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> the first 30 minutes is good for the kids the last half is the after hour power what the fu- no, I'm just <laughs> yeah all right well i guess first let's start with the drink what, what kind of drink you got today we've got um I, it's it's a little concoction it's probably is something called something but i i just kind of made it up one day when i was outside because i didn't have like anything to work with so what basically what it is is it's malibu rum coconut uh club soda and lemon juice or freshly squeezed lemon and that's literally it all right and i have never made it before so we're doing another remote episode um so you're actually going to teach me live on air so you guys can follow along at home all you need is that rum club soda and lemon juice yeah it's it's a very refreshing drink this one is really good for a hot day like 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 right now it is so hot outside and it um, is that southern heat yeah, so it's good to have on like a really hot day. Or I would say on the beach, it's really good. All right, so you ready? Yeah. All right, so I don't know if you have like measuring units, but it's going to be, I'd say one, maybe one and a half shot of the Malibu rum. Do you have All a right. cup filled with ice? I do not have a measuring unit or a cup filled with ice, but I can get some ice. Give me one second. All right, hurry Elevator back. music. And while you're gone, I'm going to tell a wonderful story. I grew up poor, dirt poor. The kids at school used to call me Bubbles because I couldn't afford a bathtub. I'll pay. I'll, I'll, I'll make them pay one day. Those bastards calling me Bubbles as a young child. I'm running out of stuff. 
and so anyway, the end of the story is I buried the girl. All right, I'm back. Oh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to tell some great story? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you're gonna a shot right of the rum, right? <laughs> yeah, a shot, maybe a shot and a half. Because you okay. want that coconut flavor. Can you hear it? Yeah. The ice is crackling. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Next, you're going to want to fill it, top it off, up pretty much up to the brim with uh, the club of soda. Soda. You have a stirring device. I do. Okay, good. Mm. Okay. And do I add in the lemon juice or do I just go ahead and stir now? Oh, go ahead and add the lemon juice. Not too much, just a dash. Maybe like two dashes. Yeah. That sounded like a lot. I'm not going to lie. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, stir it, and then that's it. Let's give it a check, and then I cap I off mine. the Malibu rum. You ready? Yeah. Clink to Saturdays. Oh, yeah, that's great. Me? Right, right. Yeah. A hint of the lemon. You don't really necessarily taste the the rum aspect of it, but it has that warm, like warmness down your throat. You know, it's not a sweet flavor, but it is good. Yeah. It doesn't taste just like straight up alcohol. Yeah, it's like a refresh. It's like a refreshing drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, How much that's lemon a good one. Put in there or lime or lemon, lime. Wait, what'd you put in there? I put in the lemon juice myself. But if you did like a lime oh. garnish, I bet that'd be great. Uh oh. You know what? <laughs> what? What is it supposed to be, Lime? <laughs> That's okay. We'll we'll talk about it at the end. Let's get into Breaking Bad. Lime. I want to know because oh, Scout is uh, the guru of Breaking Bad. Now I've seen through it a couple of times, but he is like a, su- a super fan. I would say at least on the cusp of super fandom, right? Dude, I, I I went in. I went in on Breaking Bad. I mean, I just finished watching through it like literally a few minutes ago. For about the fifth time. Mm. Yeah, I'm very excited to learn all the juicy details about it because oh, I have so much respect for this show. And it is uh, very standalone. I mean, there's no other show like it I've ever seen. It was it good with the lemon? Yeah, it is, honestly. Okay, yeah. okay, I like good. It. I, like it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Preferably lime, but I was I got my fruits mixed up anyway. Okay, so the show. First episode ever came out January the 20th, 2008. So that was... 2008. So what, what's it about? Give us some broad strokes. I mean, I assume the audience will know what Breaking Bad is. I don't know who doesn't. That's like not knowing what Game of Thrones is, but... Well, so um, actually, there's a lot of people that I've run into lately who have, who have never seen this show. But it's interesting because everyone has heard of it. It's that powerful. Mm. Like, even people who have never seen it are like, oh, yeah, Breaking Bad, I've heard of that. Created by a guy named Vince Gilligan who is a freaking mastermind. The basic general plot is that, um, you know, without, I, I will go ahead and say real quick, this is going to be very spoiler heavy. And I will go ahead and say, if you have never seen it, you know, you can listen to this if you want, but it's going to give away a lot. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is seriously one of the best shows. It's not a super huge investment, only five seasons, 62 episodes. It's amazing. Uh, and yeah, you'll be sucked in by like the first episode, but the yeah. general plot is uh, it's about a guy who's 50 years old with a, a he's a he's a overqualified chemistry teacher in high school. 
um, with a wife who's currently in the, in the beginning pregnant. And he has a son with, uh, I think, cerebral palsy. No, it's something like that. Some sort of disorder where he can't really walk perfectly. Yeah, it gives him like that limp arms. Yeah, yeah. And his, in his uh, voice, you know, it's cerebral palsy. We'll just say that, I think. But anyway, and, and, and so his, he's like has barely any money. And the episode starts off with him just kind of, you know, it's, it's his birthday. He just turned 50. He's middle-aged. And uh, nothing's really going for him in his life. And all of a sudden, he finds out he has stage three lung cancer. He passes out in his car wash that he works at part-time also because they don't have enough money. So um, his brother-in-law is a DEA agent. And his name's Hank. And he oh, basically- Hank. Oh, Hank. American yeah. Justice Warrior. <laughs> in the true sense. <laughs> He's that traitor. Yeah, he... Uh, Basically, his brother's DA um, agent, and he like his specialty is busting methamphetamine uh, users. And he goes on a um, Walter White goes on a ride along with him and learns about the meth business, and basically decides to start cooking meth to make money to leave behind for his family because he's only guaranteed like a few months to live. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna die anyway. Might as well, you know. And he runs into. An old student of his, Jesse Pinkman, who he becomes partners with to start cooking meth. And that's pretty much the show is just the evolution yes. of that drug world. Man, Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman, one of the best performances uh. in TV history. I know it's like a, a tall thing to say, but truly, he, he's great. And I uh, I listened to like an insider podcast where Vince Gillingood would talk to the editors and stuff. And I have some stories about some crazy stuff that Aaron Paul has done on set, just to, like to show his dedication to the role. Oh, I don't know anything about that, dude. That sounds. Oh good. yeah, I got some juicy goss too. Don't oh, you worry. Oh, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it's a it's a very tall order to unfold all that Breaking Bad has to offer. It's absolutely jam packed with Easter eggs, uh, you know, foreshadowing, like shock factor, dark humor, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, there's spoilers, obviously, ahead. Um, yeah, and that's going to be right now, because I'm about to ask you, what are a couple of your favorite episodes? Because you know people have seen it. Plenty of people have seen it. They're going to want to know, what's the best one? Well, let me start off by saying when I first watched it, and I'll tell you my first episode. So the first time I watched it actually was in 2020, when the pandemic was happening. My parents and Sonny and, and my late brother-in-law were watching it, and I, I for some reason, like, I was at the time one of those idiots who was like, oh, everybody likes it. I'm not going to watch it. Like I was one of those guys, mm-hmm. which is so stupid now looking back because I missed out on such a great show. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, I didn't have the wonderful factor of like watching it as it unfolds like each week, you know, which builds anticipation. I had it all at my fingertips on Netflix, but I uh, decided to give it a try in the middle of the pandemic. I watched it and like, I would keep like texting my sister and brother-in-law about it. And, like, Oh my God, like this is happening. And they're like, Oh bro, just wait. And, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. me with attack on Titan right now. Right. It's so, <laughs> so good. So good. So I watched it in the middle of 2020 when I had nothing to do, but work and like cry. Sit at home. Yeah. Go into fetal position. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what was your question? Favorite episode? Well, no, go ahead. Keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. Well, that was yeah, Whenever you get done. So, you know, after, you first watched through it which episodes stuck out to you or maybe which episodes now have a deeper meaning you know so my favorite episode it's it's a it's a transitional episode it's in the first season it's when walter white 
excuse me, is going <laughs> in. To, he's he's going. Jesse has just got ripped off by that Tuco guy, the crazy Tuco. Oh, guy. Tuco! That man is insane. Another and, great actor. In the beginning of the episode, he's teaching his class the chemistry of change, where two uh, elements come together and cause an explosion of change, right? And that's sort of a foreshadowing to his actual character development, where two things would come together and he would eventually completely change and explode and, you know, within or whatever. And when he goes to Tuco and, like, demands the money and Tuco's like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I'd rip you off just as easy as I ripped him off. This is a terrible plan. He says, you've got one thing wrong with that this isn't meth and throws down the fulminated mercury and blows yes. up the top floor. And then he like grabs the whole bag and he's like ready to throw it on the ground and end it all. And he's like, are you crazy? And he's like, you want to find out? Like that to me was <laughs> the first time you get the Walter white crazy eyes behind yes. his thick glasses. It was the first peak. I was like, I think he might do it. <laughs> of Heisenberg. That was the first little view into Heisenberg. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite episode. Cause it's, it's the start of, Heisenberg, I feel like really just it really is listeners. the birth of him yeah because he finally had something that just like fully flipped that switch for him exactly and for listeners Heisenberg is basically the um personification of the drug lord for Walter White it's sort of like right. an alter ego yeah. kingpin alter ego yeah and yeah. the thing that that starts as well as you show Walter White loves Jesse Pinkman and that is one thing that stays true throughout the whole series no matter uh, what crazy insane evil shit he does down the road because he does turn evil he really he always looks out for jesse that's true it's always he always helps jesse i think he sees him sort of as like a troubled son and he always everything is about family like those are the mm. two things he's loyal even to the end even though he does some terrible terrible things but what about yeah. you what's oh, your favorite episode? quick side note before i tell you about oh, my yeah. favorite episode since you mentioned that episode with tuco i found out some cool stuff about him um the actor's name is ray cruz and originally, Vince Gilligan was going to have him play a bigger role in season two. He wasn't going to get killed off. He was going to be like the big nemesis slash business partner. But Ray Cruz was actually playing in another series called The Closer. So they only had him for a limited amount of time. So they had to like completely rework his ending. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? His ending was pretty good. I liked it. He I thought it was fitting. That. Yeah. Um, Hank shot him, right? Well, Hank yeah. killed him after he'd already been shot, but. Right, exactly. It was yeah. the first time you got to see Hank's chops, too. Is he, he kind of became more rounded character because he carried that trauma with him of killing that guy. Yeah, that's true. He did carry He carried, There's a lot of trauma in this show. Lots it of- handles the subject of trauma really well. A lot of, like, especially in movies, I hate when they do this, but some shows do it, too. They'll go through the most horrific thing ever, you know, like see their loved one die in front of them. And then, like, an hour later, they're like, all right, I'm fine. Let's go kill the bad guy because we got to save this town. Right. Like, like, like uh, didn't your daughter die last night? You, you feeling okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. I got to jump out of this point. fine. Now. No, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, no. <laughs> totally unrealistic. What is your favorite episode or, like, one of your favorites? It's hard to pick one because there's a lot. I think my favorite, uh, well, I don't know if it's one specific episode, but basically – there's the scene where Walter White lets Kristen Ritter die. You know, Jesse's girlfriend, Jane. He lets her oh, die yeah. in front of him. And then after that, like the next episode, or maybe it's a couple episodes later, he goes to find um, Jesse because Jesse disappears. And he finds him in this like horrific condition, drugged out in a crack house. 
Yeah. And then he like goes to grab Jesse and pick him up. And he's like, come on, we're going to get you out of here. Like his fatherly instincts kick in. You can see like, oh my God, he's yeah. actually kind of reckoning with the fucked up stuff. He just let happen. Even though he's the one responsible for putting him in. Right. Place. But and you then know. Jesse like breaks <laughs> down in his arms and starts crying and everything and saying he killed her. And I'm just like, damn, this is the only time Walter White actually had to like face up with what he did directly with Jesse. Pretty much, even though he didn't find out till the end. But wait, wait, when's the first time you actually watched the show? Because I don't know this. When is the first time you started watching the show? Was it after me or before me? Or Well, the first time I started watching it was, I think, 2014, uh, something like that. I was in college in Knoxville, and I remember they had this giant rock that the students would paint as the year went along, which is whatever was going on, you know. And um, I was watching it with some of my roommates the last season. I hadn't seen anything but like the last season. And the big finale was coming up and nobody knew who was going to die, Jesse or Walt, you know. And I was like, oh, my God. So I went to class the next day. I knew it had released. The finale had dropped the night before. And I drive by that rock and it says R.I.P. Walter White. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. I didn't know that was what was going to happen. You bastards! Yeah, so I had the ultimate ending <laughs> uh, spoiler. <laughs> I can say that's one of the few shows that I had no spoilers because it had been out so long. So like the spoilers kind of like come and gone. I, I genuinely had no idea what was going to happen throughout the entirety of the show, which is always so satisfying to me. Oh yeah, that's great. That's where they really get you is when you don't know anything in advance. It, what's interesting about the show to me, um, so talking back about the general plot, if you, I, I didn't realize this, but the whole, the entirety of the show, it's it's takes place over the span of two years, and that's it. Like on the on the first episode, it's his fiftieth birthday. On the last episode, it is the day after his fifty second birthday. So think about all the shit that happens, all in, in two, two years. years in one day. Like whoa, man! Like. <laughs> go through so much they all changed completely who they were as people and and i think that's cool i don't know it's cool that that happened because like it still stays true to them their core yeah but they all have reasonings behind why they change and you get to see it across multiple seasons that's why it's so much better than like most movies you get to get in depth that's the thing about shows yeah you can go in depth um I had a question written down, but let me say this. I just to kind of like bring people to speed. Like, obviously, there's a myriad of characters. There's, uh, you know, Walter White, who's the main character. Jesse Pinkman, who's the partner of the main character. You know, uh, there's, um, oh, man. They kind of rotate the villains, but Gus, Gus uh, Fringman. Gustavo Fring, yeah. He's one of the scariest villains. He's he's very business-oriented kind of villain. There's um, Skylar White, who's the wife of Walter White. Who really like goes through a lot. If you think about it, like watching it again, realizing like, wow, like what would I do now that I'm married? I'm thinking like, what would I do as the significant other of someone who was putting me through all of that? Like, what would Amber do if I was like, hey, by the way, I'm a drug lord and I'm making millions. <laughs> the kid and they had another kid and everything, man. Yeah. You cut out there for a second. You Sorry. Can... Yeah. My mic cut out for a second. Uh, I okay. hit the I mute like... button. I was like, oh, no, I got to restart now. <laughs> no, um, no, we're good. Here. There's Hank. Also, yeah, Hank and, and his um, klepto wife slash sister of Skylar. <laughs> Marie, yeah, Marie Schrader. Uh, let's see. There's obviously the son, Walter Jr., who goes as Flynn in the episode. Yeah. Um, there's Holly, who's the baby. I'm trying to think of, like, the main characters, you know what I mean? I guess it's There's, pretty much all the main uh, Jane and Jane's dad is significant in, in season two anyway. He's like right. a 
airline coordinator or something like that. Right, he is, yeah. And it was and, funny because yeah. Walter came up to him talking about Jesse, but he he made it seem as if it was his kids he was dealing with, you know? He's like, I have one kid who's not listening to me. Uh, it's been yeah. rough. And then the guy, Jane's dad, he's like, well, all you can do is love him, you know? And I was like, dang. Yeah, everything they were both going through. All right, so my next question is, what's the most shocking thing you saw on the show? Like, like something that just absolutely oh, shocked you. What really shook me, okay, it was actually towards the end. And this is just, Again, another testament. This show, every season is great. Even in this last season, they were going to rob that train. It was Jesse and like the team of dudes. And then after they robbed the train, there's a kid, maybe like a 12-year-old who had been riding his dirt bike and he saw them. And then his partner just pulls out his gun and shoots the kid right there. Mm. That shocked me. I was like, oh my God. And when Walter White ran over those two dudes on his his Aztec... That, yeah. that was shocking too he goes run i was like whoa bro for <laughs> me it was when it's actually like one of the last episodes jesse tries to escape from those neo-nazi guys and then they catch him before he's able to escape and then they bring him to his current girlfriend's house and make him watch as they shoot her in the head with a silenced pistol and then he's like crying he's like hey quit crying at least there's still the kid you want to screw up and get the kid killed keep trying to escape and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my so God. <laughs> God. Horrifying. Really quick. Oh, Man. what's the name of the, the hitman for Gus? Ah. Mike. Mike. I love Mike. He's probably one of my favorite characters. He's too. really funny. He's pretty, he's pretty cool. He's, he's the guy who he's seen it all before, you know, he's just trying to help his family get out. And that's when Walter White got like, okay, arguably he already was fucked up, but the epitome of holy fuck he, i mean holy fudge nuggets <laughs> oh, we're getting into the second half <laughs> holy fudge nuggets he he is merciless now he has no soul anymore when he got all those people killed in prison who were oh my god yeah he went he went full heisenberg on them dude i think another shocking scene was definitely the jane overdose when you mentioned that one briefly but the fact that he went in there and watched her die you know so actually here's an interesting thing i was watching an interview brian cranston was saying that when he did that scene um he got really into character because you know when you're an actor you have to go pretty method when it comes to like certain scenes you have to allow yourself to feel the emotions or whatever if you're good at it which brian cranston is exactly he's amazing actor by the way he won so many awards from this show but he said um during that scene he really like allowed himself to put himself in the character's position he really allowed himself to feel the emotion he just went as hard as he could and all of a sudden when she was like choking on her own vomit you know even though it was acting all of a sudden you see his character cry in the show and he said that was actually real life because when i saw her all of a sudden like i start i saw my daughter like like for some reason just switched over to my actual daughter and i started almost like losing myself mentally and so I started to cry and I just had to remember that it was just acting that it's that this isn't real but he went so far that his brain like switched over and he started seeing as his daughter like choking because I guess he has a daughter that's kind of the same age or whatever which just goes to show like how wonderful of an actor he is like the fact to like put his mental state on the line just to give like a good scene it's pretty freaking crazy right oh my god right yeah that's Uh. intense man oh he's great you know what i love about breaking bad one other thing they do that's interesting they don't do it every episode but they do it just enough to throw off your brain 
they'll start the episode in the middle of the the crap storm of whatever is happening by the end and then they kind of do like a go back in time and reveal how everything fit together to get you to that spot it good it's it's a good tactic of like getting you drawn like oh my god what's how how does this happen well now i gotta watch it you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly factor and the cliffhangers man they've mastered that um so talking about like the development of brian cranston's character walter white you know basically brian cranston did an interview he said um when he was trying to figure out who this walt character is like a regular walter white you know he said i just kind of took a piece from my grandfather my grandfather you know was kind of older so he kind of hunched over and he kind of walked and was just kind of nerdy and kind of to himself so he just took a piece of his uh, grandfather but he says whenever he puts on the hat you could, you know, it's like his shoulders go back, his chest kind of puffs out a little bit more, and he somehow feels fearless. So basically, he had to like create his own alter ego in order to be, um, BA enough, I guess, to be a kingpin meth distributor. <laughs> right. Have no fear. <laughs> and obviously, so I want to get into the Easter eggs and the foreshadowing because that's the good stuff. Yeah. That is the well, there's a lot of cool stuff. symbolism in this show. Vince Gilligan, right? um, I think the podcast is called Breaking Bad Insider, but he talks about every episode. He breaks down some of the cool things they did. Uh, I know one of my favorites is there is a scene where they're like trapped in the desert and whatnot. I think it was like season one and Walter White's coughing because the cancer's in like full effect. And then it's mirrored by Jesse coughing from breathing in the, the meth stuff. Nice. I didn't even notice that. Oh, no, no. It was okay. Here's what it was. I misremembered. I'm sorry, guys. Strike that from the record. That he went to um, Jesse's house when Jesse had the house. Walter White, the cancer was fully kicked in. He was coughing from that, but Jesse took a huge hit off of a bong and was coughing from the, the weed smoke coming out at the same time. <laughs> One thing I find very interesting about like Easter eggs and sort of like hidden details and symbolism, um, Brian or not Brian Cranston, uh, Walter White takes on characteristics of the people he's killed so in the very beginning mm. he kills that one guy and that guy you know that guy at the very beginning where he killed him by choking yeah. the what was with his that name? Uh, crazy eight i think it was crazy eight yeah and uh he liked his sandwiches with no crust well the rest of the show anytime you see him making a sandwich he cuts off the crust then he kills gus mm. fring who you watch him like um when he goes to throw up at one point he puts a towel down for his knees and then throws up. And then later on, Whoa. Walter White throws up. He does the exact same thing. And then one th- when he kills Mike, again, spoilers ahead if you haven't already guessed. Everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when he kills Mike, at one point, Mike in this, it says to Walter, hey, Walt, learn to take yes as an answer. And then he says that later on to um, that girl who's like supplying methylene to the Czech Republic. Yeah, so the German like he, woman. He takes on the characteristics of each person he wow. kills. Which what about like, Tuco? Um, Does he beat the crap out of one of his he, underlings? To it, well, he hasn't bleeding? killed Tuco. He hasn't killed Tuco though. Oh yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. Ah, good distinction. All right, and and oh. there's a lot of foreshadowing of of Walt's death in this show too. Like way more than I realized when I was watching this show again this last time. That's what I was specifically looking for. It was like foreshadowing and like you know, all that stuff. And there is so much indicating <laughs> like his death coming. Like, like for instance, one scene, you remember when they're in the RV and like Hank is trying to get in there, but they've got it locked and like they have to call the 
hospital and make it seem like Marie is in an accident to get Hank out of there. You know, you remember that part? Yes, yes, great scene. So when he pulls off, it was shot in the beginning, the door. He pulls off like the tape to say like, hey, there's bullet holes. I should be able to check this out. The, the light from the bullet holes shines right on Walter White where he gets shot in the end. Really? Same spot? Same spot. Whoa. Isn't that crazy, dude? That is wild. I, I didn't a, notice that. There's a scene where, you know, he gets the grill from Tuco because he killed Tuco. Yeah. And he holds it up to show Walter White and his son, Walter Jr. And it goes, it pans from behind. And, and, and he, the grill is lined up exactly where Walter White's face is, indicating that eventually Walter White would become the drug dealer. Oh, is that where they, they found the grill down in Santa Fe, like when he got transferred over? It was before he threw it in the sea. But yes. They gave it to him. There's another scene where he, he holds up a picture of Walter White, and it happens to be positioned right on this um, kind of outline of this uh, character on the board at the DEA uh, office, and it says wanted over it, and it just has his face right under where it says wanted another indicator of the road that uh, Walter White was on. So, huh. I mean, there's so many little tiny Easter eggs like that. Yeah. That go into it. It's so crazy. Here's something also crazy. Um, there are 62 episodes and 62 on the chemistry chart, which the show is all about chemistry, is the chemical samarium, which is used a lot to treat cancer patients. Oh, okay. What's it called? Samarium. Samarium. Yeah. Isn't huh. that crazy, dude? I didn't know that either. I know he talks a lot about carbon. Uh, one of the coolest scenes is more of like a dramatic scene, but he's talking to, um, I think, uh, that Heidi woman when he was working at the lab, laboratory or whatever. And he's on the chalkboard and he's breaking down the different elements in the human body, you know, and he's like oh, mostly yeah, carbon and then he got some iron and mercury. And then there's like 0.03% that he's like, this is unaccounted for. You know, there's no we don't know what elements would make up this extra percentage. It's just left over. And, and some say yeah. that's where the human soul comes in. I was oh, like, yeah. whoa, Church he explained it through chemistry. Yeah. yeah, that's, whoa. <laughs> I love that scene. Because I don't, I, is that true? Like, I assume it is. Well, I mean, they, they pretty much stuck true to the uh, the math and the chemistry and everything. So uh, I would assume, yeah. Yeah. What's really cool is like actually I didn't know this till recently. They they in the beginning took actual like courses with actual DEA agents on how to make meth so that they can make the meth cooking like <laughs> Oh, Hank actually took uh courses on, you know, firing a gun when you're in a stressful situation with some DEA agents. So he said And they, they went hard, right, dude. <laughs> yeah, they trained him how to draw the weapon and everything. So in that fight with Tuco, that's why it looks so clean cuz like he had been practicing it. Man, dude, they went so hard on that show, and it all paid off, obviously. Another cool thing is the color scheme. I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever – well, first of all, um, Marie is always wearing purple in every Always. I know. Episode. She has so much purple. It's weird. Don't know what it's about, but they just stuck to it. They're like, oh, this will be funny, I guess. But <laughs> the color scheme of Walt, if you watch it, um, like whenever he's doing good – He's on top of the world. Things are looking good. He'll wear very vibrant colors. Like he'll wear a bright pink or he'll wear like a purple or like a dark blue or something like that. But whenever things are kind of rough and like he's still trying to figure things out, you'll notice he wears like really pale colors like khaki or like pale green, olive green, like just really pale colors. And apparently the writers were like, we want a color scheme to 
have a lot to do with where each character is at mentally. Mm, okay. Like that, which is also a really interesting thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at all these freaking Easter eggs I wrote down. I got another good one. Here's a yeah, fun one ahead. you might like. Um, Aaron Paul, I told you I was going to talk about his dedication to the role as Jesse. And oh, yeah. the scene where Tuco kicks him out of the house, um, Ray Cruz, the guy who played Tuco, was like, well, Aaron, I don't want to like actually throw you through a door. I, it seems, you know, I'd feel bad. I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then he turned into Tuco and he was like, come on, crazy. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> what they did to get around is Aaron Paul was like, I'm just going to throw myself through the screen door. And he was like, OK, well, yeah, that works. And so like he pretended to kick him. And then Aaron Paul threw himself through the screen door. It was such force that literally it came off the hinges and he had to go to the hospital because he screwed himself up that day. Really? Yeah, he went through oh it so God. hard. And they're like, that well, I guess we're using that take. <laughs> yeah, this is the only take we've got. <laughs> he broke your wrist and your nose. Dude, that's insane. I did not know that. I know that they talked about cutting him off in the first season, but his acting and his chops were so good that they were like, no, we, we got to keep him till the end. He him and so Brian Cranston, man. They had yeah. such good chemistry. <laughs> you know now which interesting now like fast forward today they both own their own uh liquor it's called dos hombres it's a mezcal oh cool okay it's a smoky one i've tried it it's you know if you like mezcal it's good it's very smoky and it's good it's just um it's it's a rough drink i mean it's it's a tough one i like it though it'll put hair on your chest one of those yeah lots of hair on your chest and balls too much hair oh my god i'm turning into a sasquatch (laughs) Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm looking, there's, here's another cool thing. Um, just little things. Um, when they killed Hank, spoiler alert, he cut him off mid-sentence before he shot him in the head, the neo-Nazi guy. He was about to say, you can do whatever, boom, shot him. And so later on, when Walter extracts revenge, finally, the guy, uh, the neo-Nazi guy that actually killed him, Uncle Jack, yeah, Jack, yeah. He, um, he says, hold on, wait, you want all your money? I'll tell you where it is. You kill it, boom, he shot him in the face. He also cut him off in the same time. Oh. time there's something in the show that seems like oddly placed or, you know, kind of like weird that it was there randomly, it's, it's, it's there for a reason. It's usually like symbolism. Like, for instance, you look at the names of some of the episodes in season two or maybe season three, uh-huh. when the airplane goes down. The episodes are 737. The next one is down. The next episode is called Over, and then the next episode is called ABQ, Albuquerque, which says 737 down over ABQ, which is exactly when the airplane fell down. And then by the ABQ, I bet they find out the whole story behind it, like right? Jane's dad freaking out and all that stuff. It's so crazy, man! Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So well, crazy, all the Fantastically done. Um, yeah, who's your favorite him. character, by the way? I really like Mike. I think he might be my favorite. But really? also, of course, uh, Jesse Pinkman, because he's just he, he has a good heart. There's this weird juxtaposition between him and Walter White, where Walter White starts off as the good guy. Jesse starts off as the scumbag. And by the end, they switch completely. Like you find oh. out where their true heart had lied the whole time. Oh, that is a good point. That's so true. I got to say my favorite. I, I really like Hank a lot. Hank's I think he's awesome. really funny. He's a comic relief. And and he's always just trying to. I mean, it's so cool. Like he puts his nose where it doesn't belong in order to try to save the the little guy, the people. Like like he he cares so much about where he's at that he like turns down other positions because he's like, I really want to save us from this specific thing. 
Um, his character goes through a lot. Like he was on top of the world for that drug bust with Zuko. And then he goes to all those people speaking Spanish in Santa Fe. And he's kind of like a fish out of water. And then he gets shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to like do that whole recovery. He gets really into rocks for a while. (laughs) Minerals. They're called minerals. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I love Walter White. I, I mean, obviously he's the main character. You can't help but love him. Like, you know, who would have thought a shaved head and a goatee would be such a cool, iconic look nowadays? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what the most tragic death was? Ooh, what's that? What do you think? What do you think if you had to guess? Oh, man. All right, it took too long. I'm going to tell you. It's right, Gail, man. Gail's death is messed oh, up. Oh, my God. Because you can tell Jesse does not want to shoot him. That, that scene was really screwed up. Like, I hated that. I hated watching it yeah i I know that's mine too that one's just way too intense like jesse you gotta do it you gotta do it i can't mean they've got me come on jesse where's my (laughs) methylamine (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that that's got to be the the saddest most tragic death um i want to talk about the satisfying ending of the show we've said it multiple times on this podcast but a show can be completely made or broken by a satisfying ending i mean the entirety of the show is good it has a good linger it's like okay but the ending is what makes a show good or bad i mean you've got shows like the office that ended so perfectly you've got adventure mm-hmm. time who ended perfectly or the converse you got game of thrones which had a terrible ending yeah or dexter who people hated the ending of. oh dexter. man yeah it was it was not very satisfying all of that. <laughs> and then you got shows like the walking dead it just it needs to end but they <laughs> still won't end it but it's a walking zombie at this point <laughs> i mean it's so true like yeah and now they got Attack on Titan, which it's nearing the end, and I'm super excited. I'm, I, I think the ending is going to be very satisfying. I was going to ask you, do you feel like it's going in a good direction? I feel like it's it's going to be really good. Cool. But we're going to talk about that episode whenever you and Silva get finished with that. But getting to this show specifically, I feel like is what makes it my my second or third favorite show like of all time. Obviously, Adventure Time is number one. I honestly think Breaking Bad is like my second favorite show of all time. And then it's got to be The Office. Really? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, like nothing will ever top it because it's just so good. Attack on Titan is my third. That's my bad. My bad. But the satisfying ending because. Wait, wait, wait. Attack on Titan is your favorite? You like that more than Adventure Time? No, no. It's my third favorite. It's it's, it's Adventure Time, Breaking Bad, AOT. Nothing will ever top those. And then The Office, maybe fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah, probably. Just okay. because Attack on Titan has just been so good to me. But I think it's interesting that at, when Walter was at his peak of the empire, he had $80 million, like six barrels full of hundreds, hundreds <laughs> of dollars. And by the end, when he has to give it to Gretchen and Elliot to donate to his children because uh, they won't take his money, it's only $9 million which is hmm. rough, but it's still, like, wow. oh, yeah, that's more money than they could ever spend ever. <laughs> of course. But yeah. it's crazy how much money you lost just getting greedy. And you know, what's crazy. I was thinking, I was watching it. And I was thinking about this. There was a point where when they stole all that methylamine from the train, they had mm-hmm. the opportunity to sell the methylamine for 5 million each, 5 million for Mike, 5 million for Jesse, 5 million for Walt. They kind of walked away. I remember that because Mike was like, you should really take this, okay? I promise you it's a good choice. And here was Walt's um, argument. He said, I founded the company Gray Matter, and I walked away with $5,000, and now it's worth billions. I'm like, dude, 
you could still walk away with five million dollars. You originally set out when you were with Tuco for like seven hundred thousand or something like that. Or yeah. 7, now you've got like ten times that much, and he's just so ah, so greedy. He could have made it out. He could have gotten away. But that's reality a lot of times, you know. Most of the times when people start to get wealthy, they do, like, something changes. They get greedy. Not everyone, but more often than not, that's what you hear about, I'd say. I like how in the end, when he's rolling the barrel after Hank got shot, he's rolling, if you notice, he rolls it through the desert, and then there's a pair of pants. It's the pants that he threw off from the very first episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah, when he, like, had them hanging from the RV and he was driving off like a madman. Yeah, that, that, just another one of those beautiful Easter eggs. Um, trying to think of other things. Like, so the ending obviously was really satisfying. You know, Walt, it's funny because Marie, when they're all sitting around the table and they, they know and they're eating guacamole together and it's kind of awkward. And uh, Marie looks at him and says, you need to kill yourself. That's the only way this is going to end is if you just die. And then ultimately, that's kind of what happens. If you think about it, Walt literally kills himself in order to save jesse and take down all the other people that killed hank yeah that's true i mean i guess maria was kind of right also i I love that scene where jesse is having dinner with walt and (laughs) his wife and it's so awkward for him because you can tell like their marriage is falling apart completely at that point Drinks the water really awkwardly like like, (laughs) no these uh man these green beans they're uh the choice uh just like coming up with any conversation we've all been there before just super awkward moments in life here's something really crazy i saw i've never seen before i really want to say this one because this one is so interesting to me so in the beginning where tuco you know he's kind of like forced to be they're forced to work with tuco they're like he's like i'm gonna take you to mexico and we're gonna cook forever oh yeah yeah he goes we're gonna make a lot of money together this is actually i'm sorry this is before he grabbed them and took them and like made them captives this was right before that when they were just kind of like okay well all we gotta do is do this seven more times and then we're good to go um tuco looks at him and says we're gonna make a lot of money together walt and and he like at that that's right before everything goes down then you fast forward to the ending season he's sitting at the table with that girl that's supplying the methylamine for the czech republic you know yeah i forget um german lady yeah yeah she um she looks at him and says, we're going to make a lot of money together, Walt. And he like looks down and kind of like almost like a thousand yard stare for a second. And then it just continues on. And I was like, oh, my God, like that's for, that's exactly what Tuco said before everything went down and started oh. crumbling. And the exact same thing happened when she said the exact same thing. I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I had never, ever noticed that. So I'm not to rewatch that episode. Much. I don't want to see it. <laughs> There's so much foreshadowing, dude. I'm telling, like that's what makes the show so great. It's so rewatchable. The rewatchable watchability is so um, it's high. It's Quite really high. Yeah. Higher than Tuco on a Friday night. I think it's so crazy how you, how attached you get also to Walter White's character, even though he's so fucked up. Oh man, so many terrible things. No, I got attached to Jane and Jesse's thing. Like when they had that going on, it was was so toxic, but like that was, that was part of what (laughs) made it. So at the end, Jesse was about to escape with her and they both were like, yeah, we're going to put behind all the drugs. We're going to move to New Zealand. Jesse's going to be a bush pilot. It's going to be great. And then Walt's like, no, I'm a little die because I got to keep my Jesse boy. Yeah, and think about the fact that he poisons a kid. Yeah, that was 
that was rough. The fact that he poisoned the kid in order to create a scheme where he was able to trick Jeff. I mean, like it was so smart, but it's still, you're just like, wow, that is so screwed up. Like it's like, I, I find myself still like rooting for Walt, even though he's so messed up. When was the first point where you were like, oh, wait a second, maybe I shouldn't root for Walt. Like you, you kind of, oh. he, he crossed over that line of what's good versus justified or what's justified versus like just pure evil. The obvious answer is when Jane, when he watched Jane die. But I think another one is he kills Gus. Gus comes out. Half his face has been blown off. Yeah. And, and that was a crazy he, scene. He tells Jesse, like, we won. We did it. And he calls his wife and says, I won. It's over now. And all of a sudden, it pans out at the very last step of the episode. And it goes to the flowers that the lily of the valley, which is what he used to poison Brock. And it just right in that moment, I, I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, he poisoned that kid. He lied. Because I was convinced, I was like, wow, like, yeah, Gus probably did poison the kid to try to trick him, but no. And I was just like, wow, he literally poisoned a kid all just to, to get keep Jesse, Jesse on his side. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, whole time. Abusive, uh, relationship, those two. <laughs> Not exactly the best. No, no, not at all. Oh, man, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a great, that's, I mean, okay, so. It's a deeply impactful show, well-written. They had an amazing team. They had some very creative ways in which they stitched together episodes. Even the music was good. I know we haven't really talked about the music, but there's a whole genre called Norte Corridos, and it's literally bands that were funded and sponsored by the Mexican drug cartels. Like It's a whole genre dedicated to them, and they tell like stories of legends of people who died, you know, doing crazy stuff for the cartel. And they would host parties and festivals, all sorts of stuff down there. Also, it sounds pretty great, not going to lie. <laughs> some of the music but, they chose is good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have that in some of the opening scenes, especially when um, Jesse and Walt start moving into the Mexican drug cartel storyline. Yeah. So they just have a lot of good music. And it's it's different. Yeah, the, the music is is off brand. You don't really like. You're like, oh, okay. I didn't think this song would work, but it, it somehow works with this. I don't, I don't know how, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I try to get so many people to watch this show, dude. Like e- any person who ever is like, oh, I need a show to watch. I, it's my go to. I'm like Breaking Bad. You ever seen Breaking Bad? Watch it right now. Actually, Amber's, let me put my phone on so you can watch it here with me. I want to see how you. <laughs> Amber's mom, Trish, she like watches it, or she doesn't. She hasn't ever watched it, and I was like, I'm telling you, if you watch this. You will have five seasons of pure gold and you will like, the ending is so good. It's one of those things you ever like play or watch a movie or play a game that's so good that when it gets to the end, you just kind of left like, I don't even know what to do with my life anymore. Like, yes, there's that shocking moment of like, whoa, it's whoa, all it's over. over. Yeah, it's, that's how I feel every what time. What will come I- to this? <laughs> what will rise to this excitement? <laughs> it's, dude, it's, yeah. And that's why I told her, I said, you got to watch this. I told uh, Dustin, my brother-in-law, you know, I've told people at work, you know, just like, dude, you've got to watch this. Like, it's just one of those shows that I want everyone to have that first experience I did. Like when you're, you're into it, you watch it. And then when you get to the end, you're just like, that was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I can die happy now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> For such a sad, horrible show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, well, let's talk about like the continuation. Because I know there's the movie El Camino. Yeah, I rewatched El Camino for this. Um, nice. Great continuation. 
super sad what happened to Jesse, you know, but um, I love the way it ended. He ended up taking out some scumbags and he walked away. You know, he survived. It's like, good. Jesse can't die, you know? You know what they never explained? Um, Skinny Pete, him being able to play the piano like a god. What the (laughs) heck? Where did that come from? They never addressed that. Never brought it up again. And I wanted to know the story behind him knowing the piano. Skinny Pete and Badger are two underrated characters. I love their characters so much, man. They're so funny. (laughs) They are hysterical. And they're true friends because in El Camino, they they give him money without any expectation of him paying it back. They, you know, they're with him after he literally escapes from being kept in a cage, you know? Yeah. I love love the last thing Skinny Pete says to him. He gives him his hoodie or his his, uh, beanie and he gives him his El Camino and he says, um, all right, here you go, man. Just go. And he said, why are you doing all this? And he said, dude, you're my hero and shit. (laughs) Walks away and that's the last you hear of Skinny Pete. Yes. Oh, so good. There's that. There's Better Call Saul, which I don't know if you know this, but uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are coming in for the final season to do a few episodes. Oh, no, I had heard that. You know, I haven't kept up with it, but a lot of people say it's really good. And they kind of like Saul more as a main character because even though you know he ends up in a bad place, you can see where his morals come from when he was still just Jimmy. Yeah, I've never seen one episode of Better Call Saul, so I need to get on that. But I do love Saul's character in Breaking Bad. But Saul is just, he's really another comic relief character. He's very funny. He's always helping them, even though, you know. Yeah, he's the wheeler and dealer. Even when they kidnap him and try and take him to the desert, he's like, okay, guys, listen, let's just cut a deal. This clearly isn't working for you. Yeah, yeah. You guys suck at peddling meth. (laughs) (laughs) so good man yeah this show 10 out of 10 would recommend to anybody Um, yeah what are some uh what do you think maybe some similar shows if people like this show you know other stuff they might like or even games or something you know oh well that's interesting you say that because a lot of games and the other shows reference this show i don't know if you know Mm. this but arkham asylum or one of the batman games he kind of does that whole line of like I am the one who knocks. I am the danger. You think I'm in danger? No, I am the danger. Like he, he kind of does that with Alfred, but doesn't say those exact words. Ah, okay. Cyberpunk, there's a reference to Breaking Bad, or you can find a pizza on top of a house. Whoa, hold up. That just gave me a memory. I, I think I was playing Cyberpunk the other day, and they said something like, oh, you want to uh, stay at this hotel? No, it was American Gods, another show on Amazon Prime, and where they're staying at this hotel. And he's like, here, you want me to get a big pizza? You can throw it on the roof. And I, I like, know, Wait man. a second. <laughs> it's like pop culture now. Like, like there's, it's just everywhere. People still to this day, like, reference that show because it was so good. Made in 2008. It, I think it aired, like, the final episode aired almost, like, 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. I guess it would have been 2014, roughly. 13 yeah. or 14. One of those Isn't two. Freaking crazy, dude. Yeah, it's been that long. I just now seen it like two years ago. What the heck, man? Man, How time flies. There's Great, a lot of beautiful art. It. Um, but what was I your think question? Walking Dead's a good similar show if you like that kind oh, of yeah. drama, it's slow dead. build to like an up, insane ending. Up to like Negan's death. Spoiler alert! Because after that, oh shit! shit. <laughs> I mean, shoot! I didn't know <laughs> oh that. shoot! Shikaka. Well, he doesn't really die. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. I can't know anymore. God, I got to know. Sorry, no, dude. No, it's fine. I'll probably I never finish it. I got bored with that show. I <laughs> Me know too. 
after Negan's sort of arc, I was kind of like, okay, I love Negan, but I was like, everything is just kind of not the same. Yeah. yeah I was like yeah. the first like four or five seasons of that show, you will love it. So do that. Uh, let's see. I would say they say Mad Men is a lot like Breaking Bad. Oh. Really I've never seen it, but okay. There's another show called uh, Ray Donovan that's kind of along the same lines too. It's like a hitman in LA type of thing. The Sopranos. Uh, <laughs> Godfather. <laughs> I, I've never even seen Godfather, but I just you know about it. I've never seen one ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are a few. I mean, obviously, give El Camino a watch. It's worth it. It's oh, a yeah. Uh, it, it picks right up where Jesse leaves and goes into all he had to go through while he's in the cage with the neo-Nazis and Todd. Todd, dude. Todd is crazy. Oh, my God. That man is scary. Something's wrong with him. Yeah, like, the fact that he's just so calm about everything. And he killed, like, his nanny, or not his nanny, his house taker for no reason, because she just found the the money. What I love about that movie is how fat Todd is. <laughs> he got fat, you know I know. What I mean? Like, it's, there's no continuity there. It's like, <laughs> he was, like, skinny and kind of, like, muscular, and then in the, the movie, he's, like, freaking looks like he got stung by a shit ton of bees <laughs> like, <laughs> my god yeah yeah absolutely Those Todd's a weird character there's a lot of them um so overall the series would you put it above or below uh like demon slayer you know we've already done one on that i like it more than demon slayer okay cool i have cool. to say Demon Slayer is amazing, but Breaking Bad is just one of those OG shows that will always mm. will go down in history. I mean, like Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are pretty much set for life just from that one show. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they already had great acting chops before that. If you like Aaron Paul, there's a series on Hulu. I can't remember the exact name of it, but basically yeah. oh, he runs. Oh, Bojack a cult. Horseman. No, that's on Netflix, and he is plays uh, the guy Todd. Yeah, he is in BoJack Horseman, another good one. But he's also in like a cult one on Hulu, which is good. Um, Brian Cranston's in a bunch of movies now too, actually. So he's worth seeing. He's amazing. But it's just one of those things where you'll never be able to see them as anything other than Walter yeah. White and Jesse Pittman. You know another mean? good one, if you like Kristen Ritter as Jane, she plays in Jessica Jones. Season one of Jessica Jones is awesome. Well worth a watch. Bitch. I love how many times he says that word. I wasn't yeah, calling science. it. Good. I was saying like, like, Gatorade me, bitch. Science, bitch. Magnets. Like, he, yeah, he <laughs> says so much. Yeah, a lot of that was ad lib too. He just kind of came up with Jesse's funny sayings. Oh man. Well, funny. shall we rate the uh, <laughs> rum club soda and lemon juice? We, you got to come up with a name for this too. Um. Like a, the Malibu marinade. No, wait, something Breaking Bad. Oh, related, that's huh? good. Oh, that was a good one, though. Yeah, you like that? Okay, Malibu really marinade. That was really good off the dome. <laughs> the Malibu marinade, yeah. I'm going to give the Malibu marinade. Uh, it's like an enhanced Tom Collins to me, actually. I liked it a little more than Tom Collins. Really? Oh, but okay. similar vibes. So I'll give it an 8 out of 10 because it was very good. And I kind of want another one. I wish I could have given you the lime one. I feel like you would have liked it more. But if the lemon one's good, I'm going to have to try it myself because I did lime. That's my bad. I got my fruits mixed up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Whoops. Um, I, I would say with the lime, 7 or 8 out of 10 as well because it's, a, you know, in the right vibe, in the right uh, atmosphere. I don't think I'd drink it like during the winter, but if I was on the beach or like if I was outside after cutting the yard or something, uh, it'd be solid. Yeah, perfect timing. Like if you're sitting by the pool doing yard oh, work, yeah. any of that stuff, it'd be great. 
Absolutely. So yeah, eight out of ten. And the show Breaking Bad. Look, if you haven't seen this, watch the show. It is yeah. amazing. It is an uh, incredible investment. And reach out to us, email us, or comment on us, and see what you tell us what you think. Tell us some of your favorite scenes. Tell us yeah. some of your shocking moments when you watched it. Yeah, please do. We're we are on Instagram, uh, the Happy Hour Power, Twitter, Happy Hour Power, and then also uh, emails the most direct. So the Happy yeah. Power Hour at gmail dot com. Feel free to hit them. us up. We read them and we will respond too. Absolutely. Yeah, we started getting a few new viewers. Um, so I appreciate everyone who's tuning in. Um, yeah. yeah. So until next time, folks. Until next time, bitch.